This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hi, I'm Stephen Krasowski, Communications Manager at RMA. The last decade has been replete with dramatic incidents of realized operational risk. And as the digital transformation continues to disrupt the world of finance and banking, risk professionals everywhere are under increasing pressure to effectively respond to a rapidly changing risk environment. Today, I'm joined by Philippa Gerling, Chief Risk Officer at Vero Bank and author of the newly published book, Operational Risk Management, A Complete Guide for Banking and FinTech where she provides steps banks can apply to ensure they are effectively identifying, assessing, monitoring, and mitigating operational risks. Philippa, thanks for joining us. Thank you for inviting me, Stephen. It's a pleasure to be here. So Philippa, you have over 25 years of experience as a risk management leader. What made you get into risk management? Uh, Well, I do love a challenge. So that's one aspect of it. But I would say that my career was really in project management and financial services. And then Basel II came along and an opportunity to really formalize the risk aspect of what I've been doing came along. And it's always fun to be part of something that's a new discipline. And back in 2004, operational risk was a brand new discipline, really. The formality around it was being developed as a result of some legislation that had come out of Europe and all of the banks were trying to work out how do we manage operational risk in an effective way that both reduces the risks for us in our institutions and meets these new regulatory requirements. So it was a challenge and it's always fun to take on something that's brand new. Great, what inspired you to write this book? What types of risk managers would get the most out of it? And what are some of the key topics you cover in it? Well, the first edition of the book came out of work that I was doing to finish up my PhD. And I had a really excellent career coach who suggested to me at the time, why don't you also take what you know from a more practical point of view, merge it with what you're doing from an academic point of view and put it into a book. So that's how the first edition of the book came along. What I really wanted to do with that was to give operational risk managers and people who were new to operational risk management a very practical guide to how do I approach this beast of a risk function? How do I actually corral it in a way that's going to be effective for us in our particular firm? Um, Bearing in mind there are some regulatory requirements, but also trying to take the more practical view of how does this really work? Now, the second edition came along, um, time had passed. I realized that things had changed both from a regulatory environment perspective and also in the industry. And I found myself working in fintech. And a lot of what we do in more traditional banking applies very closely to what people need to do in the fintech industry and actually in the non-financial services industries as well, just to manage their operational risk. And so that's what really inspired me to try again and um, update with the second edition. Philippa, in your book, you talk about the need for operational risk leaders to implement a successful framework for an effective operational risk management program. What practical guidance can you offer on the implementation of a more modern risk framework? Well, there are a few things I think to keep in mind. One is that the regulatory push that insisted that the banking sector started to manage operational risk was really just formalizing what everyone had already realized needed to happen. Because operational risk can be a firm-destroying 
risk category, uh, you have one very large operational risk event, it can take you down as a company or as a fintech, as a bank. And so to approach a modern risk management framework, you need to think practically around what does my company do and what does it need to be able to continue to do? And how am I going to put in place those elements that you referenced right at the beginning, which is how do I assess, monitor, and mitigate the risks that I have identified? And so you need to take a very practical approach to those four elements and think, how are we in our organization going to identify risk? What works for us? Are there modern tools that we use to identify risk? Are there modern ways that we communicate? Do we do everything over Slack? Do we use G Suite? Let's not get stuck in old tools to manage the current risk framework. Use the tools that are currently in place. And then once you've used those to identify your risk, keep using them to monitor, mitigate, and assess those risks. Because if you try and take the current work environment and apply a risk management framework that was really built for the old work environment, then you're not going to be very successful. Philippa, digitalization continues to disrupt the world of finance and banking, and risk professionals are under increasing pressure to respond to this rapidly changing environment. As you note in your book, what impact does this transformation have on operational risk and the financial industry in general? I think the biggest impact is speed and vulnerability. You can have an event happen with incredible velocity because of the digital world that we now operate in. And the vulnerabilities that we experience in the financial services sector, both banking and fintech and beyond, are heightened by the fact that many of our customers interact with us only online. And so the cybersecurity aspects of operational risk have become really the predominant risk category that we need to manage because of the digital footprint that we all now live in. And so I would say speed and vulnerability is what has changed. If I think back 20 years, uh, we didn't really talk that much about the velocity of a risk event. And we didn't talk that much about the digital and internet web-based aspects of what we do. Now it's what we talk about all the time. We need to be able to respond really quickly to an event and we need to have very robust barriers in place to protect our infrastructure and our customers. And we need to be able to respond rapidly if they're ever breached. Philippa, uh, piggybacking on digital transformation, how can an effective operational risk framework support a digital transformation to ensure operational risks are being effectively mitigated? Uh, There's two pieces in there. One is being digital and the other is transforming. And so I'd say, first of all, addressing the digital piece, um, the operational risk framework needs to be embedded at all of the endpoints where risk occurs so that there's a rapid response. What I mean by that is, let's say, for example, your customers are currently unable to access a particular feature of your banking products or your fintech products. You need to be very quickly aware that that is happening. This is not something you want your operational risk framework to be talking about a week later. You want people to be mobilizing immediately to remediate that and to understand the risk that's being faced. So first of all, in this digital environment, make sure your operational risk tools are at all of the endpoints of your organization. Secondly, for transformation, you need to make sure that you have a new product approval or new services approval um, program that is appropriate for the way that you are transforming. So it's not a legacy dinosaur program. It's a program that can be nimble. It's one that can work in an agile environment. 
And it's one that people can relate to so that they participate. So you do need to make sure that your own risk management frameworks are evolving to match the transformation of the organization. Philippa, in your book, you talk about updates to the new Basel II capital modeling and risk framework methodologies. How important are these regulations to operational risk in the financial industry? Well, first I'll say it was rather disappointing when I started working on the second edition to realize how much had changed. I was rather hoping that uh, not that much had changed, but it turns out everything had changed. And so there are really major rewrites throughout the book to reflect all the latest regulation. However, the core of what the regulation always required is still the same. It's always been be effective at managing your risk with transparency. And then layered on top of that for the larger banking institutions was and hold regulatory capital related to those risks. Now, most of the changes that you see in the regulation in the last 10 years has been codifying what the expectations already were and quite fundamentally changing the capital requirements. But I've always felt that the capital requirements are just a side issue. You shouldn't be driving your operational risk framework based on your capital. Your capital is going to be a regulatory tax, as it were, on you being in business and running these risks. And the way that the regulation has now evolved is really very simple capital calculation based mostly on your revenue and your past losses. Instead, what you really need to keep focusing on is, are we actually managing our operational risk to minimize our losses? Because good operational risk management hits the bottom line. Good operational risk management means that you're not suffering unnecessary or unexpected losses as a result of weak controls or processes. And so I think the regulatory changes haven't actually fundamentally changed the purpose of good operational risk management, but they have changed the codification of that expectation and they have simplified the capital calculation for those that have to have a capital holding. So Philippa, to wrap up, what advice would you give to a young professional thinking about a career in banking, but more specifically in operational risk? Well, one of the things that's really fun about working in the operational risk function is that you get access to the whole firm. There actually aren't many roles within a bank or in a fintech where you get to see the edges of the organization in every direction. Every control, every process, every risk that can occur is of interest to somebody in the operational risk function. So if you want to get to know the whole of an organization, it's a really exciting place to work. You can find out what is happening in the operations function, in the technology function, in the product function, What's happening with our customer service? Who are our legal um, leaders and what are they discovering in the way of legal risk? All of those aspects come together in an operational risk function. You have this really interesting perspective across the whole organization. And so for a young professional, it's a great way to learn the whole business. If it's something you want to do at the beginning of your career and then work into one of those particular areas because you want to actually become an expert in one of those fields, it's a great way to come in. If you're in the middle of your career and you're finding yourself a little stuck in a particular lane that you might not be enjoying, a way to get out of that lane and come up and get a broader view across the organization is to go into a risk function role such as operational risk. 
And it certainly is always exciting because there's always something going wrong. And so there's a way for you to um, have an adrenaline rush almost every day working in operational risk. Philippa, thank you again for joining us today to discuss your book and some of the challenges of operational risk. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me.